Welcome into a bonus free agency frenzy edition of the best podcast available presented by Key Private Bank. Key Private Bank is at the forefront of helping affluent families take a comprehensive approach to building, managing, and protecting their wealth in any market environment through objective advice and personalized solutions. Joining me as always on the BPA, Sir Andrew Gribble and Gribbs. You already did a deep dive into the free agents coming to the Browns, some new members, but we're having some guys come back. And obviously the top of the list, Hollywood Higgins. You can roll that red carpet out once again for the Browns coming off of that great 2020 season. He is back as is linebacker Malcolm Smith. Yeah, I mean, it's two guys that if you're looking at the list of Browns free agents, neither of them are maybe too big of surprises, but it shows what what happens when you both have great seasons. I mean, I think Rashard Higgins, you can argue argue this was his best season uh, as a Cleveland Brown. I mean, he had uh, 37 receptions, 599 yards, four touchdowns. And really, I don't know if the Browns get as far as they do if he doesn't step up the way he did during the second half of the season without Odell Beckham. And then I guess if you if you thought it might be a surprise earlier in the year, maybe not as much of a surprise later in the year, but Malcolm Smith was one of this team's most consistent defensive players on the entire team, a leader, uh, and kind of a bounce-back season for him. I think he had a couple tough years uh, after his time with the Raiders and was bouncing between teams. And it really, it's amazing when you think how quickly he picked up the defense when he joined during training camp and, and really – the second most snaps out of any linebacker on the team and, and kind of a veteran that that group needed uh, with being otherwise really young. Yeah, 72 tackles, one interception, and then you dive into his pro football focus grades, 12th overall at linebacker, 7th in coverage. And I think whenever Andrew Barry's going to make an investment at that position, it's going to be a guy who he thinks can cover. And Malcolm Smith still providing some veteran kind of leadership and stability for that group that's still young, Jacob Phillips and Taki Taki and Mac Wilson. But I think the main event here, it is Hollywood Higgins. And late, you know, late yesterday, we saw that tweet from Baker Mayfield, Hig, what are we doing? And then Hollywood Higgins saying, let's run it back. And all of a sudden, Brown's Twitter worked into a frenzy. And you think about Hollywood Higgins and, and, and his story of perseverance. He was inactive to start the season. And then you pointed out, I think very astutely, we couldn't have done you know, what we did without him. A career high 16.2 yards per catch. A guy who averaged over 12 yards per target, over two yards per route run. He caught 38 of the 39 catchable passes thrown his way. I mean, you talk about an efficient wide receiver. He was as efficient as it got. And, and that chemistry he has with Baker, I think probably a big reason he wanted to come back. I think he loves this city, loves this team, but also one of the reasons that the Browns said, okay, let's get Hollywood Higgins back here, back in the fold, because you know exactly what you're going to get. And it's pretty good. Yeah, and it's interesting with what Higgins has overcome here. And, and now what's crazy is this is going to be his sixth season with the Browns. I mean, it's just it's crazy to think about that. But you look back all the way to when he was drafted, he probably went later in the draft than he ever could have expected. I mean, this was a guy that was competing for the Bolitnikoff Award yeah. uh, at Colorado State. And he goes late in the fifth round in a draft where the Browns drafted four wide receivers. I believe he was the last one of the four. He's the only member of that draft class still with the team. Uh, and then there's been multiple training camps here where he's entered it, where he didn't know if he was making the team. There was one training camp where he didn't make the team and then came back as, as part of a practice squad player. So just been hanging around, hanging around and, and finding his way onto the, onto the roster. And even last year, 2020, wasn't a guarantee that he was going to make the team, uh, but had a really good training camp and then just kind of stuck with it, had a good attitude when he was inactive uh, for, for early in the season. And then 
just delivered the way he we were used to seeing him deliver. I think that touchdown catch was against the Colts, kind of got him jump started, and really from there on, I mean, he was just so reliable uh, and just such a big playmaker for this offense. And you just get excited when you think about the thing for me with Higgins is how do you work him in better than we've seen in the past when he is maybe the number three receiver on this team? Because it seems like he's thrived as like a number two target, but I want to see what they can do to get him to step up in a way to be this team's number three wide receiver. And I think that's the, that's the thing I'll be watching for him going into a season where I think finally he enters training camp. I think there, there's no doubt. I think he's, he's, he's going to be a part of this team. Yeah. And I think it's great. And it's great for him. And you think about, you know, the downs of 2019 for everybody in the organization, but especially Hollywood and new coaching staff comes in. And, you know, I talked to, to wide receiver coach Chad O'Shea and, and they gave him a clean slate and they were just impressed with his work ethic, the way that he worked, even with the early season setbacks being active, the way that he went about his job each and every day made a real impression. And not only was he great at running routes, not only was he great at getting open and being where Baker knew he was going to be. And that's some of the thing they talk about, the reliability to be where your quarterback expects when he expects you to be there. And Hollywood always does that. He catches everything. He blocks. And to play in this offense, you need to block. I think you're right. And I think over the second half of the season, we saw a little bit of an evolution of this offense to the point where you could support three receivers because Donovan Peoples-Jones was darn impressive over the second half of the season. And I think, you know, with Odell coming back, the idea of Odell stretching the defense, going vertical, and you got Jarvis who is just, I mean, what a, a the quintessential Cleveland Brown, such a stud in my opinion. And now Hollywood, I, I it's pretty exciting. We're gonna be able to mix up those three receiver looks with some of our two tight end looks and be very, as we call it, multiple on offense, which is something Kevin Stefanski really wants. And I think Hollywood gives them that without having to even introduce anybody to this offense without having to introduce anybody to how we do things here you know exactly what you're going to get and he knows exactly what the expectations are yeah and it's interesting because when you shift your focus to what the Browns could do next month in the draft it's almost like with both of these signings I take a step back and thinking about what this team needs uh, and where they might address it and when they might address it in the draft I mean you, you add on the fact that the Browns tendered Kaderil Hodge meaning he's likely coming back as well you're bringing back your top five receivers from last year. And, and now, I mean, what else do you need to add to that group? So that becomes a position where maybe it doesn't seem like as big of a need as maybe it did a month ago. And now linebacker, you bring back Malcolm Smith. You have that young core with Taki Taki, Mac Wilson, Jacob Phillips. You could obviously add more to that room, but does it become a first round need? Like some people have thought uh, it could be. So that, that's what free agency does. It, it kind of helps you go into the draft and really, so you can get that best player at that number 26 spot, or if you want to make a move up in the draft, you can go get uh, maybe a, another pass rusher, or you can get some more corners. I think those are the two positions that we're looking at now, but that's what makes this Malcolm Smith signing a little bit more significantly important in, in my mind, maybe just that it's, it's, it's kind of an under the radar move that isn't getting a ton of attention, but I mean, this is a guy you're probably bringing back and, and is probably gonna be a part of the main part of your rotation next year. You're right. And you think about that training camp, you know, you lose on uh, Grant Delpit that allows Ronnie Harrison to come into the mix. And now he's a huge part of what you're planning on doing. It wasn't until Mac Wilson suffered that injury in training camp as well, that the team brought in Malcolm Smith and he goes and ends up playing great for you. And now he is back. So two little kind of missteps, obviously, and you would have wished that both had stayed healthy, brought in guys who are now going to be two year significant contributors. And I would say in the case of Ronnie Harrison, 
potentially many multiple year significant contributors to the Cleveland Browns. And you brought up Smith and it is our pleasure now on the best podcast available to welcome in the former Super Bowl MVP who makes his return to the Cleveland Browns for another go at a Super Bowl in 2021. Very happy now to be joined by Browns linebacker Malcolm Smith, who just re-upped for another year with the Browns. And Malcolm, take us through kind of your thought process. Had a great 2020 season. You had an opportunity to explore free agency. You decided to come back here to the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think uh, just the familiarity, you know, the, to, to kind of add to the success we had last season, build on it. Obviously, this, the city of Cleveland was awesome to me. Um, and I'm just looking forward to be back. I, you know, I really appreciate the coaching staff and I feel like we had a good group of guys and looking forward to see what we add to it. And Malcolm, kind of going back, I mean, you joined this team midway through training camp and, and found a way to make kind of an immediate impact. What was it about that time that really kind of got you in the swing of things really in a hurry uh, for a team that needed you out there? Well, I think I had a leg up with a little bit of understanding on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and obviously just experience as a, you know, veteran player who's played a while and know how to get myself ready. And with all the COVID stuff going on, it, it wasn't too much of a reach for me. Um, so I feel like there was a little bit of an advantage there, understanding, and um, hopefully, you know, we can build on it. Yeah, and how important was it for you to be playing with Joe Woods again and in this defense? And obviously last year, you know, great grades from Pro Football Focus, top seven in terms of coverage among all linebackers. You had that interception, 72 tackles. I mean, it, it, was, it was a great year for you and, and kind of a rebirth, a rejuvenation here with Joe Woods. How important was it and what conversations did you guys have in this recruitment period that made you say, yeah, I'm definitely coming back for you, Joe? I just, I just knew kind of what the foundation was. Um, and I like it. Um, I, I, I like what I saw when I got here last year almost immediately. Um, I was really impressed and it stayed good. Um, and I feel like I just tried to be myself and uh, bring bring some energy to the team and, and, and enjoy enjoy playing ball. You know, a lot of times there's so much stuff going on as a player. You can get caught uh, thinking about the wrong things and, and playing ball is a game. Let's, let's try to enjoy as much as we can and save the tough stuff for everyone else. So that's what I tried to do. And I felt like uh, Coach Woods allowed that. You know, it was about us balling. As part of the, for the Browns defense, I mean, do you guys look back on last year as thinking you guys maybe left something on the table because you guys got through COVID, you got through so many injuries and got yourself to the to the second round of the playoffs. I mean, how much better do you guys think you can be if maybe the season is maybe slightly more normal for you guys? Mm. I mean, I feel like we did pretty good everybody was on the same playing field so you know I don't want to say that was the difference but um I feel like we left a little bit out there just watching the last game a few times um you know we had some really good opportunities there uh at the end of the game and um you know th those are the type of things you, you remember the next year when you're preparing and they add to your uh just just your awareness your your your, your attention to detail your um, you know, you don't want to get burned on the same things again. So we're looking forward to building. I know I'm looking forward to building on top of that. The guys that I talk to almost every day, they're, they're, they're itching to get back and show themselves. You're a Super Bowl MVP. So you know what it's like to be on a championship football team. And obviously wanting to come back, I think that says a lot about where you think this team is going you know when when did you see the guys around you so you're in a room with a lot of youngsters and we'll talk about that in a second but when did you see this team start to have that belief 
that you have to have on those championship teams, you know, that we're going to win these close games. When we get in these tight situations, we're going to pull it out. When did you see that kind of click for this young Browns team? Uh, last year, I mean, there was a few moments, um, you know, when we, we went and uh, we went to Cincinnati and we won that game. Well, uh, DPJ caught that ball. That was like, you know, that was a pretty big moment. Yeah. And then we had the outbreak and, and, you know, we practiced like three times in three weeks or something like that. Um, and we got, I feel like we got better playing the games. We go to the jets and we lose, but we literally just like scrapped together some stuff and ro rolled it out there. And, you know, nobody batted an eye. Um, nobody was complaining. It was about going out, competing, having a good attitude. And I said, I think that says a lot about the way coach Stefanski approaches things. Um, He's just so poised and, and, and committing to the goal and getting everybody to move in, in the same direction. And um, I'm going to do my best to come out and have a similar attitude to him and just keep working in that way. I know it's early in the offseason and there's still moves to be made, but, but you're joining a linebackers room that brings back three young guys in Mac, Taki Taki and, and Jacob Phillips. What what have you liked about what you've seen from them and, and how much better do you think they can be next year? They, they can they can uh, they can. The sky's the limit for them in this league, uh, especially in this defense. I think if you watch a little bit of um, the Super Bowl, you saw the, the kind of fury and fight that Tampa played with, um, with their backers on the field. Uh, this, I, we have a similar level of talent in the room, I feel. Um, so that's something to look forward to, to see how we build, see how we come back. Um, not batting an eye, I think that'll be the biggest thing for us to to have that focus, to know how far we can go, see, see where we've come from and um, they all had moments in, in the last season where they, they battled through some stuff individually and at the end of the day uh, emerged pretty well towards the end of the year. So I feel pretty good about those guys. I know from talking to them that they looked up to you. They love playing with you. Have, have you got a chance to talk with them since the news has come out that you'll be back and, and kind of, I know they were excited about it. Yeah. Then the, the old man's coming back. So there's little <laughs> jokes. Little jokes are back in play, but um, you know, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting with those guys and, just seeing where their games go from here. I mean, you know, second and third years when things really start to click for you, you know, if you're going to be something in this league. So I'm looking forward to it. Malcolm, you kind of thrived in a lot of areas last year, but you were particularly really good in coverage. And I'm just wondering what, what makes a good coverage linebacker and how important has that skill gotten more and more as the league has kind of changed uh, since you've been in the league now for 10 years? Uh, man, it really helps when you have awesome pass rush. That's for sure. And you got great coverage on the outside. Um, guys locking up so you can do your job and you know somebody's going to get home. Um, so really it's about understanding where you are, where you fit, your leverage and stuff. But at the end of the day, um, we all rely on pass rush to get home and get that ball out and put make people make uncomfortable throws. Um, so thanks to the pass rush. That's the difference, honestly. You know, you mentioned at the beginning of this interview that you were able to come in because you're familiar with the defense and that enabled you to play fast. You know, a lot of these guys, this was their first year in this defense. We know what kind of an offseason or lack of offseason it was. Having this season under the belt, having hopefully, it looks like we're getting there with vaccines, et cetera, that maybe we'll have a chance to have a, a semi-normal offseason for you guys. How much faster do you think that allows guys to play, especially young guys who you mentioned making that big leap in the second or third year? Yeah, I mean, this that's what you expect. Um, it, it just the thinking goes out the window. You're not focusing on much, as much on your left foot versus your right foot here. And, you know, uh, you're not doing the dance as much as you're just feeling it. You can play fast. You can feel the things that are happening around you. 
And I think I think you start to see it towards the end of the year last year. And Malcolm, I was asking you, you're a former seventh round draft pick and you've made it now to your, your 10th NFL season. What is what has gotten you to this point and, and, and kind of the perseverance you've had to show to, to get to this point in your career? Um, I think I try to leave my ego out of a lot of things. I think that that goes a long way. Um, I try to, you know, be a sponge. I try to learn as much as I can. And I try to take care of my body. I try to learn from the guys that are older than me. Um, you know, I have my older brother played. Um, and a lot of the guys that I went to school with in college and, or played, uh, there were older players when I was a young player. I, I depended on them for their, their knowledge, their leadership, um, and their information. So it's allowed me to kind of see the pitfalls along the way and where, uh, you know, your career can go one, one or another way. So I, I try to be receptive to those things, and it's worked out so far. You guys were such a close group last year, and I think you really saw that, especially through the playoff run, the celebrations you guys would all have together. You could see you guys really loved each other. And as you know, going into your 10th season, you know, the NFL's a business. Things change every single year. How do you as, as a veteran leader kind of help maintain in your room, for the most part, at least you're going to have a, a, some level of continuity. You know, at least four of you will be back. You know, how do you guys kind of maintain that camaraderie or kind of restart it you know, every season, even with all the change that happens on an NFL roster? Uh, I think you make fun of each other. You have, you know, you, you text each other, you send each other funny stuff. You, you share what's going on in each other's lives. You, you know, you get concerned when things are going wrong or um, you can reach out and help somebody out. You just, you know, be a good person. I feel like that goes a long way. And when you approach ball, you do it in a, in a way with love um, and passion and enthusiasm and, Usually that helps get over the, uh, I don't know, any anxiety or uh, jealousy or whatever could be in the way. Um, you approach the game with love and usually, you know, it loves you back if you do it right. I know you've obviously heard the news of John Johnson III joining this defense, and I'm just wondering, he's, he comes after playing at a pretty high level last year with the Rams. What does it mean to a defense to have kind of that commanding presence in the back there and a, and a leader like, like he is? Uh, it's important. I mean, you know, great teams I played on had great safeties who were uh, loud and, um, you know, really, really knew their assignments and and, and uh, how the offense was attacking us. So I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, what, what has made him such a good player so far. I remember watching him when I was in San Fran for a little bit and, and just being in the NFC West from before watching playoffs and the Rams and stuff. So, um you know, he's a really good player, and, I, and I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing him in action. All right, Malcolm, we appreciate the time today. And, again, congratulations. So happy to have you back with the Browns. So I'll leave you with this one. You saw I got a taste of Browns fans. I know you felt it in the city, but it was such that we know what was going on with COVID. The most we ever got were 12,000 in that week 17 game. It really felt special. But, you know, how excited are you to maybe have the chance to be in front of First Energy Stadium packed with the Browns fans with all the excitement around this team and the love that this city has for it. I'm looking forward to it. Honestly, uh, I feel like that was the big piece that I missed um, last year being in Cleveland. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing the fans and just the way they enjoy the game. This is a city. I know the passion for football is, is big in, in Northeast Ohio, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. 
Well, we're looking forward to, to it too, having you back here, seeing you get out on the field. Uh, welcome back. Enjoy the rest of your offseason and look forward to see you in Berea soon. Well, it's great to have Malcolm Smith back in that locker room for the Browns. A good veteran presence and a great coverage linebacker for Joe Woods' defense. As always, for Andrew Gribble, I'm Nathan Zagura saying thanks for watching this special edition of the best podcast available presented by Key Private Bank.